Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. There's a lot of talk lately about diversity casting and things hit fever pitch last week when Disney released the trailer for their new live action remake of The Little Mermaid. And everyone's favourite little ranger mermaid is now, shock horror, a little black mermaid. In a world where we've just lost the figurehead of imperialism, the worst floods in history to hit Pakistan, war still raging in Ukraine, we're all arguing about the skin colour of a mythical creature. But before you roll your eyes about it just being another case of woke diversity casting, I thought I'd unpack the topic in today's episode, why it actually matters that the Little Black Mermaid is part of our world. And I should warn you, I may break out in songs from the Little Mermaid in this episode. If you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders, then I want to be your friend. Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck. So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Now, I'm not ashamed to say that my favourite Disney movie of all time is The Little Mermaid. I had such a crush on the red-headed little hybrid fish girl, not to mention the handsome Eric with his black hair and blue eyes. He was fine. They definitely are my favourite Disney prince and princess power couple. Although I also have a thing for the metamorphosized beast. He was pretty too. But yeah, the songs of the Little Mermaid, weren't they fantastic? Under the Sea, Part of Your World, Kiss the Girl, the Best Disney Villain Award I also give to Ursula. Who can forget her squitting around, singing my poor unfortunate soul? But did you know that all those songs were actually written by a gay man, by the way? The Disney genius Howard Ashman, he was also behind the greats from Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Fun fact there. I'm not embarrassed to say that I actually still own some mermaid fins and time to time I like to just pretend that I'm a little redhead down at the ocean. I actually know I don't own those fins anymore because a friend of mine who actually believes she's a mermaid, I lent my fins to her and she hasn't given them back since. 
I actually need to interview her on the podcast. She's a very interesting character. Stay tuned for my interview with the Mermaid episode. But yes, Part of Your World, it's got to be one of the best songs ever written about unrequited love, longing to be part of a world where I could be happily ever after in the arms of true love. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Come on, sing along with me. <laughs> and that bit at the end when she's singing and Ariel's like swimming up towards the camera. Okay, I don't think there were cameras involved, but she's swirling up there with her big, big eyes open and a, her red hair flowing behind her. I was in love. Hey, here's another fun fact for you about The Little Mermaid. The original fairy tale, we all know, written by Danish author Hans Christian Andersen, 1837. But it was a love letter for a man named Edward Collin. Anderson, who biographers believe was bisexual, he crushed hard on Colin and Colin didn't want him. It's all very confusing. Now, back in the 80s, when I was just a curly-haired, strawberry-blonde little boy, wishing that I had fins of my own, I was a little bit confused as to whether I wanted to be Ariel, marry Ariel, or whether both of us wanted to marry Eric. It's funny how much I was influenced by the movie, how much Disney, a fairy tale, it shaped my world, programming my idea of what beauty was, what love was, what a happily ever after looked like. I identified with Ariel. And as crazy as that sounds, it's a magical thing for young people to have heroes on screen that they fall in love with and they learn some wonderful truths and life lessons through the character's own journey. I guess that's what fairy tales have always been for teaching kids about life lessons. So it is hilarious that this last week, some adults were taught a life lesson on racism when the trailer for the upcoming Disney live action remake was released and shock horror, The Little Mermaid is black. Admittedly, I was a little bit surprised at first. My whole world, I had believed that Ariel was a little white mermaid. Yeah, she had red hair, but (laughs) she was still white. I think actually redheads and whiteness comes together, doesn't it? But I I quickly checked myself and I realised, well, why can't the Little Mermaid be black? After all, she wasn't an actual historical figure. Mermaids are mythical. And who says they have to be white? But a lot of people, they just couldn't handle it. And Disney was forced to disable the dislikes on the trailer as racist objections flooded Twitter. Apparently 1.8 million thumbs down in just two days. Yuck. One guy actually went so far as to use an AI program. They're just freaky, aren't they? But he he used this program to, in his own words, fix the trailer by making the character white again. Talk about whitewashing the ocean. It's just ridiculous that the objections of the casting are coming from grown adults using the hashtag, not my Ariel, to voice their outrage. Like, seriously, grow up. Yeah, it's it's funny that adults are arguing over the skin colour of a mythical creature, but it's actually quite sad that white people are using the hashtag NotMyAerial and they're forgetting that they aren't the only skin colour on the planet, that perhaps we've all had the privilege of having white aerials for over 30 years now. And who says having a black aerial means that the white aerial is suddenly redundant? She still exists. She hasn't been cancelled. That's what I've just never really understood about discrimination. The attitude of, if you get this, then I miss out. 
You can still have your Ariel, but now young people of colour can have theirs too. Actually, no, I, I don't like that. Take that back. Because that's just enforcing the us and them thing, which goes against what inclusivity is all about. Why can't a black Ariel be my Ariel too? Diversity casting is a real hot topic at the moment, whether it's people outraged over the addition of black characters in the latest Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings series. And just last week, I interviewed an autistic actor, Chloe Hayden, who is playing an autistic teenager in the new Heartbreak High series, and we discussed how important it was to represent neurodiversity, not only for the young autistic people watching, but also for neurotypicals to see an authentic portrayal too. Having diversity represented on our screens is happening. And after years of it not being there, or when it was there, it was often seen as token or novelty, it's becoming quite normal and even expected that a lineup will be representative of the diversity that is all around us. That's why it's strange that people are so outraged by The Little Black Mermaid because diversity has always existed. It just hasn't been represented until now. I guess it could be a little bit confusing for those of us in the older generation to wrap our heads around this change when all we've ever been fed is white. That doesn't mean that it's right, though. I've heard the argument that diversity casting feels forced or unnatural. And sure, sometimes it can seem a little bit contrived or unbalanced, but maybe that's just the pendulum swinging from the whitewashed world back towards a more balanced representation by first making it visible in a really emphasised way. I even heard someone recently saying that when they watch TV or they see an advertisement lately, that they play a game they call Diversity Bingo. Person of colour? Tick. Character in a wheelchair? Tick. Gay couple with a dog? Bingo! Diversity winner. It's pretty bad, isn't it? For those people who are surprised, annoyed or outraged by minorities being represented, What's it really matter? Like, how does it hurt you? What are you actually losing here by someone else having themselves represented after years of not being so? If having the Little Mermaid being represented as black is shocking to you, maybe it's time you got out from under your little white rock and realised what's been going on in the world the last decade. It's cool to be accepting. Diversity is good. And there really isn't any logical argument against it without you coming off looking like a backward nasty fool. I am cautious to bang on too much about this though because I am after all a white male and just as yuck as racism is, a conversation about the topic where a white person is speaking on behalf of people of colour, that's just as gross too. But what I can speak on though is discrimination based on sexuality. I may be white I may be cis male, but I'm gay. I'm so, that didn't mean to come out. It's okay. I'm so fortunate, though, that in the last 10 years since I came out, the world has changed. Not everywhere and in all cultures, though. But for the most part, Western culture has embraced us gays, even though we wrote the book and the songs for The Little Mermaid all along. Whilst growing up, there were fewer representations of gay people on my screens, now people wouldn't really bat an eyelid. And I'm proud to be part of that change. I now very much feel part of your world. (laughs) Feeling discriminated against or receiving harassment for my sexuality, it's quite rare these days. But 
Unfortunately, it does still happen. And for some people, it's still a surprise to meet a gay couple. And there's been some really funny instances lately where my partner Adam and I have been assumed as straight. Recently, we were on holidays checking into a hotel and the guy behind the desk, he said, I'm so sorry, guys, the room has only one queen bed in it. And we looked at each other a little bit confused as he offered us a room with twin beds, not realising that we were a couple. And yes, we were very much wanting to be using the same bed. And this wasn't in some country town, mind you. This was actually in a hotel in gay capital of Sydney, Darlinghurst. I kid you not. And then another time, just this last week, we were out to dinner at a lovely Indian restaurant in Sydney. And the guy greeted us. Come in, brothers. I, I, I like that. I felt like I was part of a gang. And, and he proceeded to tell us that usually he has the lights down low. It's really romantic. Our girlfriends would love it. And Adam and I, we couldn't stop laughing as we ate our cheesy naans. How, how good is a cheesy naan? Like a, a garlic cheesy naan. There's my, oh, I'm just obsessed with them. I'm on the search for the best one at the moment. But on the way out, the waiter again, he said, bring your girlfriends next time. And as we waved goodbye, I swear, I asked Adam to patch me out the front of the restaurant just to see his jaw drop and his face go red, but I didn't. Maybe I should correct people in those moments, but it's hard to explain the feeling of fear that comes over a queer person when you feel like you have to hide who you are and keep the other person comfortable in their world. After you've spent so many years in the closet trying to fit in, moments like that just take me right back in there and there's this fear of making the situation awkward or worse receiving abuse which happened this weekend just gone when Adam and I were walking hand in hand down the street in inner city Redfern it was a beautiful sunset and we wanted to get out and walk a few blocks taking in the sights okay we also wanted to go picking It's one of our favourite pastimes, either stealing cuttings from people's gardens, I never take more than what I leave behind, or rummaging through junk piles people leave out for council cleanups. It was a great haul. Adam found an as-new teapot from Harrods, Harrods in London, and I found a fishbowl. It was a really good haul. Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one back alley hold? (laughs) I do have everything. I'm a hoarder. Anyway, we were just walking along holding hands, carrying our haul in the other hand, when these two kids, they pushed past us giggling, and I didn't think much of it until a few metres ahead of us. The shorter, chubby one, he turned around and he shouted, Fuck you, gays! And he giggled to his mate, thinking that he was some kind of hero. They would have only been about 12 years old. And I turned to Adam and I said, Was that to us? Like, I was, I was genuinely surprised to receive the hate. So we awkwardly sort of smiled at each other and just carried on a few more steps. And then this little kid turned around and he stuck up his little middle sausage finger and he screamed out again, Fuck you, gays! And I had had enough. Now, I'm not proud of what I did next. And I actually contemplated not sharing this story because it did get ugly. I got ugly and what I did wasn't right. I thought about running after them, but I didn't want to risk breaking my new secondhand fishbowl or Adam's teapot from Harrods. So I did what Tim always does and that's get lippy. So I just screamed back, fuck me, fuck you fatty. The words just shot out of my mouth 
as a defense reaction so fast. I didn't even stop to realize how gross they sounded. And I continued to, I said, good luck finding a girlfriend, fatso. Oh, how old am I? When I saw the shock on Chubby's face, I must admit, I felt a little spark of joy. Yeah, I'll show you. But it quickly dissipated when I saw the shock on Adam's face, the fact that I'd just become the bully myself. To be fair, I'm not the skinniest of bitches myself lately, and it was a case of the pot calling the kettle fat. Someone actually commented on one of my latest posts, kindly pointing out, Tim, I've noticed that you've put on a little bit of weight lately. Are you okay? Like, what the fuck? It didn't feel nice to me, and here I was (laughs) saying it to someone else. The boys ran off and we went home and I I contemplated how my reaction might have left them feeling. In trying to defend myself, I'd actually acted in the exact same way that they had acted towards me. As a grown man, I was hurt by a 12-year-old and yeah, it probably took me right back to being bullied when I was his age and I lost myself in the moment trying to defend by attacking something about him. It was a low blow. And when I realised the little porker might have gone to bed feeling sorry for himself because of what I said, I did feel bad. I was just so shocked. Here we were, inner city Sydney 2022, being bullied as grown adults for being gay by a fat kid. Adam made a good point that perhaps they came from families that spoke that way about gay people, but mm, they might have learnt it from their parents, which is quite true and sad. Discrimination coming from young people, it is so sad because they learn it from somewhere and often it's from us adults. How we demonstrate acceptance, it has a huge impact on young people and the world that we're creating around us. My reaction was wrong and if I could go back and do it differently, I might have put my fishbowl down and run after the little kid, sat him down for a conversation about how he'd hurt my feelings and perhaps I'd ask him how he would feel if someone like me pointed out something about himself in the same way. Afterwards, Adam told me a really funny story about growing up when he came home from school one day with his older brother, Paul, who was upset because he'd been bullied. Paul explained to their mum that there was this girl that wouldn't stop picking on him and he'd done nothing wrong. Their mum, Shirley, love Shirley, she was like, what? Who is this girl? And Paul told her, she's just a girl in my class. Her name is Candida. Shirley was like, what? Wait right there. She pulled out a dictionary, looked up the word Candida. And let's just say Paul didn't have any troubles with her anymore. Now, these are just some funny examples about reacting to harassment. And yes, two wrongs don't make a right. And maybe it's not really related to the whole Little Black Mermaid fiasco, but I'm trying to make a point that It's not exactly brave or courageous to react in a way that perpetuates what you think is wrong in the first place. It's quite juvenile for grown adults to react to a little black mermaid with outrage claiming, not my mermaid, and feeling like they have to defend something precious from being taken from them. We all want to live in a world where everyone feels accepted and safe to be themselves. Whether you're a 38-year-old gay man, a chubby 12-year-old, a primary school girl called Candida, or a black mermaid. Can't we all coexist without feeling threatened by each other? That's the world that I want to be a part of. And it doesn't have to be a fairy tale. It actually is how things are. We're all here, all together on this little planet, trying to survive. And there's a lot worse things going on in the world than the little mermaid being black. 
I know right now wokeness can get a little bit annoying sometimes, but hopefully one day we won't need it. Is it just me or are you so overhearing about woke outrage as much as I am tired of the people outraged by it? But amongst the messages of disgust about The Little Black Mermaid last week, there was actually something really wonderful that happened too. Just as much as the hate went viral, the love for the trailer is outshining, with countless videos being shared of the reactions from young people of colour watching the trailer for the first time. Beautiful young kids whose eyes are just lighting up with smiles on their face as they discover that the new Little Mermaid is black. One actually made me cry as she screamed, she's just like me, mummy. It's truly adorable. And for anyone who wants to say a black Ariel is not my Ariel, just think for a moment. It's not all about you. And see if you can what it means for a young person of colour to be part of that world. You're not missing out on anything. There's room for all of us to have little mermaids. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get the Big Mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer and join the Big Mouth conversation. Hashtag the Big Mouth. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.